Florida State came out and dominated a really mediocre Virginia Tech team from the outset. But now, will they do the same thing against Syracuse this next weekend at Doe Campbell Stadium? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked on Seminoles. I'm your host, Brian Smith, and thank you for all the everydayers that make this a great show each and every day. We can be found wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Network, your team every day. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about Syracuse offense, some of the playmakers they have, including their experienced signal caller, Garrett Schrader. He's a player that I'm very fond of. We're also going to talk about how Florida State can defend some of those guys. We're going to talk a little bit about the skill guys specifically because they got some unique receiver pieces that are trying to gain some traction. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk about the debacle at Miami for their game against Georgia Tech. That is one of the weirdest endings. When I got a text message about it, I'd wish I'd seen it live. I did not. I went back and watched it. want to discuss some of the all-time great debacles in this one quite honestly, might be the worst that I've seen. So without further ado, we'll get we'll get into that again. We're going to talk about Schrader. We're going to talk about the receivers. And then we're going to talk about, quite honestly, the debacle at in Miami Gardens, because I honestly don't know what else I would call that. Uh, first off, today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. You can get tickets to just about anything, concerts, games, Florida State game. I was looking at the Florida State versus Syracuse game, et cetera. A lot of different opportunities there with game time. They are a great app. So let's talk a little bit about Schrader. As always, I got my stats here ready to roll. This is a unique quarterback situation because he's mobile. Like seems like every quarterback in the Atlantic Coast Conference is mobile. And he's been very good at that. But he's lost. And this is out of everything I say today. The following is the most important thing, and it's unfortunate, but it's part of football. Their most physically skilled perimeter player, he's listed as a tight end, but he's really a big receiver. Aronde Gadsden II is out, and he's a 6'5", 225 kid. He's from Fort Lauderdale area that went up to play for the Cuse. I'm not sure what the injury is. I don't remember, but he's been out since like game two, and that offense is not the same without him. He's a get-me-out-of-trouble guy. Maybe not to the level that Keon or Johnny is, but he's in that realm. And it changes how defenses play against him. Because of that, and I'll come around to this again in a minute, we're talking about a guy that you can put an extra defender in the box because Schrader is mobile. They can run RPO or whatever they want. It's, it's not a whole lot different in a sense than what Florida State runs with Jordan Travis. With him out, teams have been coming down. And they're, in their last couple of games – they played Clemson and North Carolina, obviously teams with a lot of talent. Clemson and North Carolina combined. And this is Schrader running the ball and all that, and I'll get to his stats in a sec. Sacks, everything, because college does it different than pros. 62 carries, 192 yards. That's only 3.1 yards per tote and one touchdown. When they, a few weeks before they played Purdue, they averaged like 6.1 yards a carry. Talent matters. Syracuse has got like one lineman that's been injured. 
They've got Ronde Gadsden, the second out. They had another kid, Damian Alford, was banged up a receiver. I'll talk about him in a second. How and when guys coming in and out of the lineup is iffy, but they do have talent. This, I mean, Gadsden was the one just flat, I can go get it. I'm an NFL physically talented kind of player. But these other kids, this is the number one thing to think about that Schrader will be throwing to. 6'4", 6'6", 6'1". They have size. Florida State has talent in their secondary, and they have size. I get it. But if they get into 50-50 ball situations, Florida State has not been real good with penalties, and that's a concern at the college level. It's not as bad as the NFL. But they might take some shots just trying to get some penalty balls because they're probably not going to nickel and dime Florida State down the field. These rushing numbers, I would guess, Florida State played terrible against the run last week, so they're going to be more motivated. You can bet on that this week. Syracuse knows that. It's at Doak. They're going to stack the box and try to make them throw. So they got to win the 50-50 balls. So here, here are Schrader's numbers for the year. And, again, this is with one of his guys out since after game two. And then also Damian was out for a couple of games. 102 for 158. It's not bad. 64.6%, 1,272 yards, eight touchdowns, five picks. The picks, I think, are a combination of things. And I've seen him play a little bit, not a ton. But he's got to force some things into some windows because he doesn't have necessarily a ton of guys that are like that senior, fifth-year senior. Like Florida State's got a bunch of experience on offense, maybe the most experienced offense in the country. That's kind of helpful, obviously. Jordan Travis, six-year senior, et cetera. Johnny Wilson, all these guys like third year and above. They got third, fourth, fifth, and six-year players. It's across the board. It's it's crazy. Rodney Hill's about the, about the only one that plays. It's not. Here's the key. Syracuse is going to have to take chances, and I think they're going to live with some of the picks. Florida State, again, and this is one of the pet peeves I talk about. If it comes to you, catch the football. I know you're a DB instead of a receiver. Catch the football. It drives me nuts. A lot of games have been won and lost this year because DB's got stone hands across college football, not just Florida State, across college football. With that being stated, I think Florida State will just say, look, we're going to put the extra guy in the box. We're going to play games before the snap like crazy because that's, you know, they got experienced guys on D. They can do that. And they're going to look for big plays, TFLs and interceptions. Of course, you can strip the ball out. That's great too. They're going to force them to play outside the numbers as much as possible. Even though Schrader is a, a senior quarterback and he's very experienced, good player, but they are not going to sit around and just play it easy play zone and let them kind of pick. They're going to, I think they're going to come up and try to take some stuff away. As a note, as a reminder, Virginia Tech, they suffocated their passing game last week, but they gave up six yards of carry. That's a personal thing. Like nobody likes being run on. Florida State was not great and being very kind here at stopping the run. You give up six yards of carry, you lost that battle, but they won in the red zone. They did some things to get, get out of some situations, some stupid plays by Virginia Tech helped. And quite honestly, they put them behind the chains every now and then, and they got a lead. Kind of forced Virginia Tech out of their offense with an inexperienced guy. They can do that a little bit against Syracuse, and I think they're going to get after Schrader, try to force him to throw it up, that five picks. If he doesn't have at least six interceptions for the year after this game, I would be very, very surprised. I expect Florida State's defense to play well. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Didn't say that. But I do think, quite frankly, Three, uh, three, three sacks, a pick, and Schrader not having a quote-unquote great game on the ground, I'll mention his rushing stats in a sec, are fair. 
College stats are a little different than pro. If sacks count against total, if they can keep Schrader at 50 or less rushing yards, sacks included, because he's going to break one at some point. He's a good athlete. He gets 125-yard gain, whatever, whatever. That's fine. But none of this consistent junk where they, again, got to keep these quarterbacks in the pocket. It's probably Florida State's biggest bugaboo on defense. At least once or twice a game, they're letting guys outside the pocket where they make a play with their arm or their legs, if not both. That's if you're going to make the playoff, I'm going to say this just a gazillion times that has to change because every quarterback just about in the top 15 of the rankings in some way, shape or form is going to take off and make plays. Everybody's got a quarterback that can move. It's, it's just for whatever reason, Florida State has had its moments where that just total collapses. This is another chance to show just Raiders here. Well, I'll just give his give his rushing number. 71 carries, 368 yards, 5.2 per tote. Six touchdowns. Uh, he averages almost 12 yard or 12 attempts per game, 61 yards per game. He is going to run. If you get outside the pocket and you can throw it, that's fine. They're going to want him to. But if Florida State has a guy outside of where they should be in the flat, it's going to be second and three or a first and 10. He'll take off. It'll be five to 10 yards, just constant. He's a good enough athlete to do that. He's not going to just weed through the, the entire secondary. At least he shouldn't, not against Florida State's talent, with the way that like Jordan Travis can, but he's good enough to beat you five to ten yards and just annoy you to death. And he will do it. So a senior quarterback has experience, has been through the battles. He's already just got done playing Clemson in North Carolina. So he's used to seeing talent. That's going to be a rather interesting situation for Florida to take Florida State to take on because he's just a good football player. Florida State needs to be ready for that. All right. Prize Picks is today's first sponsor. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned fantasy, uh, excuse me, daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling against a bunch of people that this is what they do professionally, sharps, etc., including like just straight up professionals, you pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is really simple. Anyone can make picks and submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, games are easy to play, enormous selection of players. You can do all kinds of different stats. It's up to you. What makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app? Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit, first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, that's prizepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Prize Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. The other app that we are going to be talking about, and this is one of my favorites because I use it all the time, is Game Time. If you're looking to get tickets for concerts, to go to the movies, if you're looking for a comedy show, football game like I was just thinking about with Florida State versus Syracuse, you can do it in any capacity. Uh, Game Time is an app that is probably, and I use a gazillion apps, I'm familiar with them, but it's probably about the easiest app for tickets that I've ever used, if not the easiest. 
when I looked up Florida State, it took me less than 30 seconds to not not only get to Florida State, look at all their games, what's at home. You can go and, and find out like different sections. You can look and see where the ticket is. Like if you click on something, it'll show you a view. You get a really good idea of not only what you're going to pay right off the bat, because it'll have the prices right there for you too. It'll give you a bird's eye view. If you're looking for something that's easy, because I know it's not everybody's got a ton of time, game time is a great way to do it. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKDOWNCOLLEGE. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Segment two, as I was saying earlier, we're going to talk about a couple of the playmakers and some of the things that I think Florida State's going to do. This is just my own speculation. I'm not saying I got some kind of inside source or whatever, but this is how I would attack Syracuse in, in conjunction with what I talked about with Garrett Schrader. Number one, they have size. As I also mentioned in segment one, Six 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 four six one, and those are some of the receivers. But when I was going through, and I, I've seen them play a few times, they don't have any senior kind of go-to guy. They're all freshmen, sophomores, juniors, that kind of thing, at least how they're listed. I know the COVID year makes that a little iffy. I'm not sure that it's good or bad, but like Schrader could throw to any of these guys, Isaiah Jones, Damian Alford, Donovan Brown. So Jones has eight catches for 157 yards, 19.6 average. That's pretty impressive. He's 6'4". He's got a couple of scores. Damian Alford, that's another big kid. He's 18 for 282 yards, 15.7 and a score. Donovan Brown, 22 catches, the most on the team, 298, 13.6 and a score. All of those guys, 6'4", 6'6", 6'1", that's going to be the challenge if you just sit back. Now, Florida State's heated, like when the Clemson game, let's use it as an example. They didn't play quite as aggressive in the first half and Clemson ate them up pretty good. They dialed it up. And of course the big play by DeLoach, the smack and the bejesus out of the quarterback fumble sack scoop score, the whole nine. I mean, that obviously the biggest play of the game. You're not always going to get that. I mean, that's the optimum, but Florida state capitalized on an opportunity. And quite honestly, that was, that was the bottom line. They didn't have to do anything else besides just start coming after it. And it was just a matter of time. The math, if you will, played out. It was a simple miss by the running back. He should have stayed right. He came across to the left, didn't block anybody. DeLoach smoked. Kate Klopman just smoked it. That's what I think we're going to see, but in a little bit different fashion, possibly, than what we saw in that play. That was a linebacker from depth. I think they're going to use some DBs a little bit more percentage-wise to come in because I don't think at least underneath, again, this is my own speculation, Florida State's going to worry about giving up five-yard plays. And the reason for that is this. I don't think in the box, just think of the traditional old school, like if we were in the I-formation era, in the box. If Florida State does not win this game in the box, the run game, then we're, all what I'm saying goes out the window. 100% that I'm dead wrong and Florida State's in trouble. You cannot let a mobile team that uses RPO, mobile quarterback, excuse me, uses RPO and stuff, to get three, four, five yards of carry on first down on traditional runs. If they're ahead of the of the K of the 
if they are ahead of the chains, look out because Schrader has enough talent to beat you with his legs and his arm then because he can do whatever he wants on the second and third down calls. First down run defense is pivotal to Florida State. And then what I'm saying with the blitzes and mixing it up in Florida State dictating to Syracuse, that's when it's going to be key. I think that Florida State will hold the traditional runs to around three yards a carry. Again, they're probably going to be ticked because they didn't play well last week defensively against the run specific. Six yards a carry stinks. And secondly, this is a team that I don't think is going to be quite as run heavy, but they do have solid running back and stuff. Averages over four yards a carry, but he's not a dominant player. They've got one lineman that's been injured. I mean, they're, they're an okay offensive line, but it's not dominant. Florida State has more talent. They have really good depth. Briggs and all these guys coming off the bench. They should do good. And here's the key. Jared Verse makes it really hard for teams. They either got to chip him or double him or pray. How many offensive tackles are going to consistently, keyword, consistently block him one-on-one when it's an obvious passing down? One in 10, maybe? Like him not getting pressure or at least looking like that quarterback's always going to be thinking about. It. He may not be looking at him, but he's going to know. So that makes Patrick Payton's job a hell of a lot better. Briggs and all these other guys that are trying to get up the middle or, or looping around the other side. Like Patrick Payton's got gold right now. He gets singled pretty much every play, and he's probably going to end up getting drafted at some point after he leaves Florida State. I don't know if it'll be after this year, but that's 6'4", 6'5", 240 or whatever coming off the edge. And he's a heck of a player. Ask Clemson. He had a huge game against Clemson because they were single on him, especially in that second half. He got sacked in the second quarter, had a deflection in the fourth quarter, et cetera, that was huge. All of that stuff matters. Single. I also think the slot, nickel, that matchup's important in every game. I think Florida State's going to bring some heat. They're going to look for their safeties to help a little bit more in coverage closer to the line and try to suffocate the run game. They want it to be second and eight and say, okay, Syracuse, Go ahead and throw. Now we're, we're expecting it. We're going to be bringing pressure sometimes, sometimes not. We're going to mess around. Syracuse better figure out a way to run the ball on first down because Florida State's defense will get really fun at that point. Just my opinion again, doesn't mean it's 100% right, but I, I think that's going to be the way we're going to go. I just don't think Syracuse has enough up front just to line up and play bully ball even if they run some quarterback power, and that would be fine. I mean, Garrett Schrader's a good athlete. I just don't think that's going to be their their way to do things. Just my opinion. So for the day, Florida State should hold them to 130, and they're going to run enough. That And with, with Schrader, he'll run quite a bit, and I expect him to break one run at some point. He's a good athlete. Give the man credit. But even if you add in a 25-yard run, they'll get 100 to 110 from the other players in a little, a few gains from him, if they are at 130, that's not going to be Florida State. At least it should not the way Florida State's offense is operating. Now that they've obviously got their run game going, they ran all over Virginia Tech. Uh, Benson went nuts. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more, talking about Florida State's offense against Syracuse later this week. But wanted to talk a little bit about the players that Florida State had to go against. Um, a real quick shout out. I, I Just projection, Gilbert Edmond is my pick to click off the bench. I think they're going to rotate verse in a little bit more and out because it's Syracuse day game. It's going to be pretty hot. I imagine that they'll, they'll do that. Look for him to have a big day. He'll get singled some. They might double Peyton when Gilbert comes in. Who knows? 
it's hard to say, but that's that's my pick to click there. Um, one more time, we have Jace Medical as our last advertiser before we get to segment three and talking about Miami's complete debacle. Jace Case, get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code locked on at checkout jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation, licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKEDON at at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. All right. I am pretty sure that everybody and their brother has had something to say about the Miami debacle and they probably should. Um, I've watched sport my entire life and I enjoy it. I consume it in ways that are different than most people. I will grant you that, but for the love of mankind, what was that? It is not good for college football. I know Florida State fans hate Miami, but it's not good for college football just to see an idiotic decision like that in general. Now, I'm sure many Miami fans are, well, they're mad and all that. Florida State fans, like they were definitely trolling, and I get it. But here's the thing. Miami aside, and forget the team and all that, when was the last time you saw something in that realm that was a different team that didn't have anything to do with crystal ball. I mean, there's been a few and he had the, the goof up and at Oregon in 2018, I'd forgotten about that till somebody brought it up. When was the last time when it's that specific with clock, man, I mean, literally there was less than 40 seconds. All you have to do is kneel down. I mean, literally. And I was trying to think about it. You know, obviously I, I was actually near Tony Dungy the other day. He, he was the one the Miracle at the Meadowlands for the Philadelphia Eagles in 78 that picked up when the running back fumbled, he picked up and scored. He was at his grandson's game in, in Tampa. I, I was walking by Tony the other night. But, I mean, that's 1978. Tony's an old man. There have been a handful of goofy ones, but I'm just curious. If you're out there, and I'm not – again, I'm not trying to pile on to Mario, but, hey, man, you earned it. When was the last time you saw something like that? I'm just curious because if you're on the YouTube or you want to jump over to it and leave a comment – Little League game, it could be anything. I've seen some debacles in Little League that, are, that go beyond, but that's Little League. Mario's making millions of dollars. It's different. And the other thing is uh, a football staff at the college level has like 10 guys that has all kinds of stack, all kinds of extra people that are advisory roles, if you will, in the office. I mean, these, these staffs are just massive. How did that happen? How can, how can that happen? That's just mind-blowing to me. So if somebody has something, a college game, maybe it's a high school game, maybe it's a pro game, who are the worst mismanagers 
in your opinion, doesn't have to be quite as bad as that one. I mean, that's that's an all-timer. But if you got something, drop me a note on YouTube. I'd think that we could have some fun with this because it's just interesting to look at it from a different perspective. Like, okay, what can you do to top what he did or at least come close? Again, I'm not saying you're going to top, hey, just take a knee because they're out of timeouts and there's less than 40 seconds. That's bottom of the barrel right there. That's just fact. I'm trying to think of it. The only thing, and this is similar, but it's not It's not a time thing. I was at a Little League game about 15 years ago, and it was state tournament. No idea what the guy was doing, but his kid got taken out of the game. It was one of those deals where, yeah, it's Little League baseball. You had to play kids X number of innings. Even the worst kid on the team, even in the state tournament, you had to play X number. This was like nine, 10-year-olds. And for whatever reason, this parent who was drunk out of his mind ran onto the field. He might have been 140 pounds soaking wet, screaming bloody murder at the coach for taking his kid out of the game. And I'm not exaggerating. That was a 6'3", 300-some-pound man. And that guy just looked down at him like he was going to eat him like a Cheeto. I know that's not clock management, but that's just one of the goofy things that sport brings about. It's hilarious to me. I will never forget it. The umpire saved that 140-pound man from being devoured. The guy was actually doing his job. He was doing what he had to. He had to play every kid. And the parent got thrown out and all that. And just, can you imagine being that little kid? What what an idiot the parent is. It's not the kid's fault. It wasn't even the coach's fault. So there are lots of goofy things that fans, coaches, everybody does at sporting events. But you could name anything. Just name whatever it is that you think is crazy, coaching or whatever. Reply on the YouTube page. I'm curious what you got. It's just something to talk about. And I I have no idea when we'll see something that bad again. Maybe never again to that level because this has been beaten to death. Every podcast that I've listened to, every media member I know has brought it up to me. Even a fan that I talk to on Consistent. But I'm like, look, it is what it is. I've heard this all day. Heard it on Sunday. Heard it on Monday. It's 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 been going on. So anyway, I just wanted to bring it up. But uh, going to talk a little bit about Florida State from their offensive perspective against Syracuse's defense coming up. Probably going to talk a little recruiting coming up as well. I think there's going to be some interesting stuff going on. I know I've, I've mentioned this, but like Zaquan was up at Florida State, etc. We're on that edge where something's going to pop either for or against Florida State, depends on what it is. But all these kids taking unofficial visits, whether they're committed or not in the state of Florida, it is what it is. We're going to find out if Florida State's going to add to their class, if they're going to lose to their class, probably within the next two to three weeks, there's going to be something that pops. That's just the nature of recruiting in the Sunshine State. So with that, everybody have a great day. Thank you very much.